Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Career Focus. Today I sit down with Dami Oshodi, who's a marketing professional who's worn a few different hats throughout her brief career. And we talk about how to think creatively to get the life part of the work-life balance correct for you. We slap travel stories and how they've increased our perspective and how they might help you. We talk about how to think creatively to incorporate entrepreneurship into life working for someone else. So if you're interested in opening up your perspective a little bit, thinking about things a little bit differently, this is definitely going to be an episode that you want to check out. So hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Dami, I want to welcome you to Career Focus. How are you? I'm good, Dan. Thank you so much for that introduction. So glad that you're here. I would love for you to share about your life and career story. All right. Y'all better back or buckle up. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'll take you around my story. I'm currently in advertising, but that's not originally where I set my heart out to be. From the time I was six years old, I'd said that I wanted to be a physician. And that put me on a path to start volunteering in hospitals and do all the science classes. And then even when I got to college, I double majored and even did a master's in pharmaceutical nanotechnology. But what was very interesting was during that time, I always had this nudging feeling of maybe this isn't for me, but because I was so committed to the idea of being a physician, I continued to go down that path. So I got to my senior year in college and was applying for medical schools and kept getting rejected. And I think at that point I had to really face myself and ask, there's always been this voice in your head, so maybe we should listen to that voice. But to buy a, a little bit of time, I actually went to go and pursue a master's program. And in my first semester, I decided that medical school wasn't for me. And that was a very interesting time in my life because I had never thought of anything else other than medicine and being a physician. But it, when I look back at that time, something that I know is true and probably why I wanted to be a doctor was because I have a passion for encouraging people to be their best selves. I really want people to have the resources and knowledge that can help them get to their best level and develop themselves. So when I was in my undergrad, I created a platform. I decided to start a blog that actually led to a podcast. And ultimately what that podcast was about was encouraging women to live out their life with passion and with excellence. So it was a lot of personal development and lifestyle and just teaching people how to develop their lives in the best way that they can. And I also invited different guests to speak in areas that I noticed my listeners were either asking questions about or even young women on campus that I was speaking to. I would invite different guests on to just equip them with more resources, knowledge, and tools to really succeed. And then from there, I was also doing different events around campus. I was able to speak on different stages, really connecting with people. So taking those same threads that I had in undergrad, but just on a larger scale. But then in 2022, I just decided I needed a life change and to just try something different. So I thought maybe marketing is really where I want to go. So that's how I found my advertising agency in Dallas. I made a big move, left Florida by myself and moved to a different state and found my way here. So that's a little bit about my story. It's an interesting story. When you've lived in different places or worn different hats in your career, you learn a lot about life and the personal slash professional life that comes with that change. 
A lot of people get so focused on getting to this job or this career, but there are people that do that for a long time, whether it's five years or whether it's 25 years. And they think, what else could I be doing? What could be different? Whether you've experienced challenges with those changes or not, those help shape a story and, and increase perspective. What help you build the confidence to make those changes? That's a really good question. I would say resilience is one of them. The ability to keep trying and to learn to pivot when things look a bit different or seem too hard, building upon that. And even still, I would say I'm still growing in that just in a new way. There's that. And then also expanding my mind to other things that were possible. I didn't grow up in a household where people went to corporate per se. I grew up in a household where the majority of my family members are entrepreneurs. My mom did work in corporate when I was younger, but for the most part of my life, she's been a business owner. So seeing those type of things expanded to my mind to see that, okay, there's other ways of living. I was like, well, let's work out for everybody else. I should be able to do the same thing. But you grow and develop and you see that, okay, you can still have that entrepreneurial thinking and mindset and still be in the corporate space. And you can still leverage what you've learned in your day-to-day -day job in your business as well. Like in my role right now, there's so many things that I'm learning and tools that I'm using that I haven't had opportunity to use before. And I may not have gotten that experience outside of it. So there's definitely some benefits there. But I would say to have resilience and be able to keep trying and to know that you've done your best in the different areas that you're pivoting or going to. And then also having just the mind to expand your mind, to not think that there is only one way of doing things. There can be multiple ways to get to where you want to get to. Absolutely. And regardless of whether people go into corporate America or not, it's really important to continue to shape your story based on additional things that you can do. It doesn't mean that everyone has to have their own business. And if they are doing that, it doesn't mean that they have to flip a switch and move into the corporate world. But having an open mind was one of my favorite things that you just mentioned. If you open your mind and you increase perspective and curiosity, it really helps you take in more information and skills that you can then add to your own toolkit to apply to whatever it is that you're doing now or right. in the future. Completely agree. I think that's the foundation. How do you see things? What is your perspective? What do you think is possible for yourself? Are you open to do things that maybe your family hasn't done before or they're not aware of? So definitely that's the foundation for everything. Mm -hmm. You're a very well-traveled person. Can you tell a little bit about your travel experience as a young adult that have helped increase your perspective? So literally I have been traveling since I can remember. My parents are from Nigeria. Traveling is just the norm. Going back home, seeing their family. That's what I've known. Actually, my first solo trip, I flew to Nigeria by myself at the age of five. I've spent a lot of summers and holidays and just random weekends in different states. One of the trips was a trip to Israel. It was centered for college students and it only cost $500. And I was able to find that out through a friend. I saw some pictures on her Instagram and she had mentioned that she went to Israel, that there is this company that takes college students. So I was able to go to Israel for 10 days, all expenses paid and everything for $500. Also in college, I went to Key West with a bunch of friends. I've done different spring breaks. I've also been to New York. I went to Nigeria. One of my personal values is actually freedom. 
I desire to have some type of freedom or at least create some sort of freedom, even if there are constraints. So I've had the opportunity to travel and you can do this by getting curious. Again, how I found out about that Israel trip in college was asking people questions. If you see somebody that you admire and you admire the way that they're living and, and you want to do things like that, don't be shy. Ask questions. And even in your university, there's usually some office there that you can ask, oh, is there travel abroad opportunities or is, is there a way to study in a different country? I've heard of different opportunities of friends studying in China. Another one went on a cruise for six weeks and did a class there. Another one went to Italy for a semester. So you can do those things. Keep your mind to it if that's what you want to do. And it is possible for you to do. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the stigmas that is behind traveling abroad, especially when we're busy with internships and things, is that it's really expensive. Can you shed just a little bit of light in how young people can find out how to travel without really breaking the bank? I would say, again, when you're traveling somewhere, what is the type of experience that you're looking for? And are there multiple ways of achieving that type of experience? If you're not able to get the most expensive tour or something, is there something similar that you can get that will give you that same feeling or the same joy that you want to have? But I think getting creative is one way. Traveling with people is another great way. Like I said, I went to QS for spring break. I went with three other people and we spent about three days there and just had a lot of fun. We just did a lot of things and it was cheaper because there were multiple people and we were able to split the cost and that made it more affordable. So it's again about getting creative, not just being like, okay, well, I want this, but because I can't have it this way, it's not, I, can't, I just won't go. You mm -hmm. really just have to get creative. And then also um, saving. Like I said, I, I worked when I was in school, so I would put money away for things like this. So yeah, it's about getting creative. I think too, this is just a financial tip for anyone, but especially for young people that have yet to build credit, that can be a gas card, that can be a credit card for maybe your favorite store that you typically shop at. I know folks are shopping online a lot, but there's online credit cards. If you were to get a credit card that gives you rewards for things that you would spend money on when you travel. So the biggest expense typically is airlines. You're able to open up a credit card that gives you points for spending money on that card and those points can be reallocated toward purchasing flights or booking hotels or things like that. Put some big expenses onto your credit card. Of course, you definitely have to pay back because otherwise that will hurt your credit, but it builds those points quickly and that will save you hundreds of dollars on traveling. I think you and I could bounce back and forth quite a bit about our travel stories. As I've gotten older and traveled more, I've increased my own curiosity about life and the world and other people and things like that. And as I continue to shape different opportunities for myself professionally, I realized that that's something that's really important. So a couple of years ago, I was looking at different companies that I wanted to work for. One of the benefits that I was hoping to find was generous vacation time. That's also called PTO, stands for paid time off. And I'm very lucky that the company that I currently work for has unlimited vacation. Now, I still have to do my job and they're certainly going to know if I'm on vacation and they don't know about it, like they're going to be able to tell, but that's a benefit that they're paying for, for a reason. They want people to enjoy their life outside of just the corporate world. I grew up conditioned to believe that life in the corporate world is supposed to be a grind, not to discredit my parents. Like they, they had a very good balance. My dad was my baseball coach and my mom always helped us at home with homework and things like that. But I thought as an adult, you're just supposed to work your ass off for 40 years and then you retire. 
with a good chunk of money and that's it. And sure, some people do that, but our generation and folks that are a little bit younger than us are starting to realize, no, you don't have to necessarily do that. And if you do work hard when you're young, then that opens up doors of freedom that help you travel or take time off or whatever it is you want to do to incorporate the life part of the work-life balance that we all hear quite a bit about. So I'm curious, Dami, what are some ways, whether it's travel or other, that you working in the corporate world now incorporate that life element that we're talking about? That is a good question. With my current role, it's a very fast-paced environment, so it's unpredictable from day to day. But one thing that I try to do is know exactly what I want to do and keep that in mind and prioritize that. So if there are opportunities that do come up, I try to either talk with my manager and see that, hey, I want to go here. Can I get off at this time? Just have that open dialogue and communication just so, you know, I get what I want and work is also getting done as well. So I would say that's one way. So communicating with my job, prioritizing what I want to do as well and not putting my enjoyment on the back burner. I hear you with the older generation. They were like, okay, you work hard now. And then later on, you can enjoy life. But like I would say millennials, Gen Zs, you're just not thinking that way anymore. And companies are really having to adapt because what is really the point of you work, 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 and then you don't enjoy? Like what if your health isn't where it should be later on in your life? And now all that time that you could have been making memories and growing and developing yourself, you put it all into just working. I don't believe that that's one way to live. And then again, what do you value as well? Do you value rest? Do you value going to new places? Is there a certain type of lifestyle that you want to live? What does that look like for you? So let's say travel is something that's important to you. Maybe you apply to companies that do give unlimited PTO or maybe like workstations in different countries and you're able to go there and work. So as long as you have that value and you don't allow either societal pressures or a other people's mindsets to limit you on what's possible, then you can be able to prioritize what you're doing. Definitely. And I'm curious, do you have any pie in the sky or 10 to 15 year goals for yourself? Ooh, that's a good question. I know for sure something that I want to do is coach people from all over the world, whether that's through my nine to five job or a coaching program that I have maybe on the side or full time. I do want to be able to have clients from all over and be able to put together really cool events. One thing that I really enjoyed about developing the planter was developing really unique learning experiences. So one of those experiences was a tea event that I created. So I realized that a lot of women in my audience, they were struggling to prioritize themselves. They were go-getters working very hard with burning out. And what was really, really cool about that was I was able to collaborate with a tea shop in the Tampa area. And the owner was able to educate us on the different types of teas, their properties. We were able to taste, touch, smell, see, and really learn, okay, if we mix this and this, maybe it'll give you more energy. Or, oh, if you mix this and this different type of tea, it'll make you relaxed. But ultimately, what I wanted to emphasize through that event was it only takes five minutes to brew tea. So if you only have five minutes, these are the ways you can build those building blocks to prioritize yourself. So to do things like that, like on an international level, I think would be something that I would like to do if I had to look 10, 15 years from now or sooner. 
I know it's hard to think that far ahead because you and I haven't even been working for 10 to 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're looking far into the future. But like you said before, that increasing perspective really helps you create what that vision or future story m- might look like. And it's okay if you don't know. So I love that. You made a good point there. Something to keep in mind, especially at this young age, is you will not know it. You could have the plans, this is what I'm going to do, and have all the steps. And sometimes you may accomplish all those steps and you don't even like where you're at or you completely pivot. One of the things that kind of held me back in my past was really being hyper-focused. Oh, I'm gonna, I had this plan and I'm going to have that plan. I think it's good to plan and, of course, have a vision and a clarity of how you're going to get there. But don't be married to the how. That is something that I've had to learn over time. Of course, you can have what you want, but the how of how you're going to get there, don't hold too tightly to it because life has a way of pivoting and moving and looking different compared to even at your age now where you, where you think you are now, five years from now, your mindset could completely change and what you thought you had interest in and what you would do forever, it may not interest you or you grow in it and you're like, man, like this is exactly what I want to do. But you just have to be open to possibilities. Consider, look at something and see if this is a good fit for you and allow it to take you on different steps. Mm-hmm. I had a coach in college that used to always say to stay the course. He would say that typically at the midway point of our 56-game season. 56 games is quite a lot. Yeah, You might lose one game or win one game and it's all exciting or it's disappointing, but it's really just part of a successful season at the end. That's a good analogy between what you're doing today. Like if you have a final coming up, like, yeah, you want to kill it and you want to ace that test. But at the same time, if you get a B on it, or as long as you do okay on it, that's typically good enough to set you up for success in the long term. And if you don't pass it, or if something else that you're hyper-focused on doesn't go exactly as you plan, that's okay. If you take the good with the bad, that's a good life lesson, whether it's professional or personal. Don't be too married to the pieces that you're hyper-focused on and just think about the long-term. And it's okay if the way you get there is a little bit different than how you plan. Right. Sometimes you just have to get a bigger view. Like, what's the bigger picture here of what you're looking for? But you just have to really think in a larger scale, what is the main goal here? That's great. Dami, where can people continue to stay connected with you and how can they access the blog that you write? I am on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. So you can catch me at Dami Oshodi on LinkedIn. And also you can read my travel blog called travelmadefresh.com. And you can also follow me there on Pinterest if you want to check out the blog post there as well. I post about different travel tours that I've taken and other ones that I would recommend to people and then different restaurants that I eat at as well. So you can go check it out there. So if you're an avid traveler or aspiring traveler or foodie, Dami is definitely your best point of contact. I'll link all those into the show notes. I want to thank you for being on Career Focus. Super fun to talk about personal and professional growth and just gaining experiences in life and looking forward to connecting once more very soon. Yes, definitely. I had a good time. Thank you.